Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the word of a king is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? All right. Have a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just ask you now, Lord God, once again, Lord, we want to lift up now, Lord, in this time, Lord, as we look once more, Lord God, into this matter, Lord. Hebrew roots, doctrine, Lord, uh, the teachings, Lord, contained therein, Lord God, Lord. Help us, dear God, to always be on guard, dear God, for there is much doctrinal error, dear God, in this world, Lord God. Lord, please guard us, Lord God, guard us from deception, Lord God, in these latter days, Lord God, for how great that spirit of deception is and how much greater it will be, Lord God. So guard us from it, Lord God, we pray. We praise you, we give you thanks in the name of the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Starting off here, again, this is from To Embrace Hebrew Roots by Victoria Dillon. Last time, we sort of gave an introduction to Chapter 4 on the Talmud, Demons and Magic. And so now, we're actually going to get into this matter now. Talmudic Demonology, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 through 12, reads, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that use of divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. The author goes here and proclaims, The Talmud obviously has much in it that would not be acceptable for those who really believe the Word of God. The issue of demonology and related topics in the Talmud crosses over into Kabbalistic teachings. The Jewish Kabbalistic beliefs about demons are found in one of its main books, the Zohar. Future sections of this series will discuss the Kabbalah and its influence on Judaism and the Talmud. A respected Jewish scholar, Gershom Shulam, provides this education on demons according to the Talmud and the transition from Talmudic demonology to the Zohar. She quotes this Gershom Sholem as proclaiming, quote-unquote, according to Talmudic tradition, demons are spirits made in the five evening twilight who, because the Sabbath has intervened, have received no bodies. From this, later authorities drew the inference, which is perhaps implicit in the Talmudic sources, that the demons have been looking for bodies ever since, and that this is why they attach themselves to men. This entered into a combination with another idea. After the murder of Abel by his brother, Adam decided to have no further dealings with his wife. Thereupon, female demons, Sakubi, came to him and conceived by him from this union in which Adam's generative power was misused and misdirected. Stem a variety of demons who are called the given Adam, spirits of harm that come from man. 
practices are systemized in the Zohar, which develops the myth that Lilith, queen of the demons, or the demons of her retinue, do their best to provoke men to sexual acts without benefit of women, but they ain't being to make themselves bodies from the lost seed. Quote, unquote. The author goes on. His article on Jewish magic, M. Gasser states, quote, unquote, these ideas, how the demonology received a fresh impetus from the publication of the Zohar, which a Jewish writer tells us from the 14th century found almost unbroken sway over the minds of the majority of Jews. In it, the Talmudic lessons concerning the existence and activity of the Shedim, demons, are repeated and amplified, and a hierarchy of demons was established corresponding to the heavenly hierarchy. Manasseh, then Israel's, Mishnah Hayim is full of information concerning belief in demons. Further reference to the Zohar teachings reveals that men and women have sex with demons during their sleep, quote-unquote. See the Zohar, Treaties Bereshit, Hoyah 54b, where it is said that all men are visited in their sleep by female devils. These demons never appear under any other form but that of human beings, but they have no hair on their heads. In the same way as to men, male devils appear in dreams to women, with whom they have intercourse. We find further correspondences between Talmudic and Kabbalistic sources concerning demons and the Sakubi mentioned above. These unholy unions are found in historical accounts of witches' confessions, i.e. the witch cult in Western Europe, Historian de la Magie in France, and in Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion and Ethics, article on Jewish Magic by M. Gaster. Quote unquote, the vile confessions made by both Scottish and French peasant women accused of witchcraft concerning the nocturnal visits paid them by male devils, too, find an exact counterpart in passages of the Kabbalah where it is said that. The demons are both male and female, and they both endeavor to consort with human beings. A conception from which arises the belief in Ikkabi and Sukkabi. Biblically, we know that to embrace sorcery or witchcraft and such is an abomination before God. Despite Old Testament warnings, the Talmud provides superstitious solutions for protecting oneself from the onslaught of demonic attack and disease, as seen, for example, in Treaties Barakot 406, quote-unquote. The Talmud also gives directions on the manner of guarding against cult powers and onslaught of disease. The track Pentakin declares that he who stands naked before a candle is liable to be seized with epilepsy. The track, same track, also states that a man should not go out alone on the night following the fourth day or on the night following the Sabbath because an evil spirit called a graph, the daughter of Mahalaf, Together with 180,000 other evil spirits, go forth into the world and have the right to enter anyone who would ch- they would chance to meet. The Talmudic myth of Lilith. Second Timothy 1 7 states, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The author declares, When studying the various teachings of the Talmud about demons, one immediately discovers references to the name Uruk. This is significant because today there is a movement worldwide that speaks of Uruk rising. The previous information regarding the Sabbath, Agrath, the daughter of Malaf, and the demons are connected to Lilith in the Talmud, Midrash, and Zohar. 
Lilith is equated with a first Eve, the feminine dark side of the divine, and goddesses such as Isis, Actine, the Black Madonna, a queen of demons, and other false gods. The myth of Lilith involves a total version of the biblical account of creation and Adam and Eve. The Jewish Lilith magazine featured all you ever want to know about Lilith, which was originally printed in their premier issue in the fall of 1976. It provides this insight to the identity of Lilith, quote-unquote. Commentators have also translated Lilith as night monster, associating the name with Lail, the Hebrew word for night. Thus, Rabbi Hanina forbids men to sleep alone in a house at night lest they fall prey to her. Shabbat 151b. The Akkadian Lilith too. A female spirit wind is probably more a more accurate etymology, however. Quote unquote. Becoming the parent, there are many versions of Lilith. Author Judy Weinberg presents two of the most common teachings as they are found in the Talmud and Midrash. Quote unquote. Two separate and distinct beings, Lilith of the Talmud and Eve one of the Midrash, came together into one to become Lilith, Adam's first mate. We can see this process of integration in the alphabet itself. At the beginning of this account, Lilith is characterized as a woman, Isha. At the end of the story, however, her children are called demons, Shaim. And she herself has power that can only be worn off by the mystical means of an amulet. Lilith having equated his protagonist with Lilith of the Talmud, Delphine was forced to assign her characteristics attributed to her by that work, quote-unquote. Another quote here, quote-unquote, the first available version of the creation story, which associates the name Lilith with a first Eve, is included in the alphabet of Ben Sirach, and will probably written sometime in the Geonic period, 600 to 1000 CE. This account merges into two separate and distinct traditions, that of the Lilith of the town and that of the first Eve of the Midrash, legends, quote-unquote. Okay. Here we go. Talmudic myth in the NIV, how the international version. It is difficult to determine exactly why Lilith materialized in the Talmud. Since there is no record of her in the Torah, Lilith Magazine states. Now, before I get into this statement by Lilith Magazine, if I could just interject, remember now, the devil, for the sake of Antichrist, wants to create an ecumenical one-world Bible, a quote-unquote Bible, that suits all religions and all philosophies. So here we see how in the new international version, one of Satan's counterfeits, even the satanic philosophy of the Lilith, of the Talmud, of Babylon, is at its place. We're going to look at it right here. Again, Delphine declares, it is difficult to determine exactly why Lilith materialized in the Talmud since there is no record of her in the Torah. Lilith Magazine states, quote-unquote, the personality called Lilith from the Talmud shows no connection with Adam at all. From the four specific references to Lilith from the Babylonian Talmud, we know only that she is a wild-haired, winged creature with nymphomaniac tendencies, quote-unquote. Lilith Magazine also declares that Lilith was mentioned in the Bible. And they, quote, Isaiah 34, 14. Such a 
characterization of Lilith may have been drawn from the single biblical mention of Lilith in Isaiah 34, 14. Quote, unquote. Now, again, this is Isaiah 34, 14. The wild creatures of the desert shall meet with the jackals. The goat demons shall call to his fellow. The Lilith shall also repose there and find for her a place of rest. Quote, unquote. Upon attempting to verify this verse in the authorized King James Bible, we see no such mention of Lilith or the ghost demon, but rather the following, quote-unquote, Isaiah 34, 14 from the King James, The wild beast of the desert shall also meet with the wild beast of the island, and the satire shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. Isaiah 34, 14 in the King James Bible. It should be noted that the New International Version, and I mean translation, allows for the interpretation of the previous quote of this verse to include demons in the real teachings. Isaiah 34, 14 from the NIV reads, Desert creatures will meet with hyenas, and wild goats will bleat to each other. Those lake creatures will also repose and find for themselves a place of rest. Excuse me, I guess that, that was not Isaiah 34, 14 from the NIV. That was another verse from the NIV, which the author does not cite here, that actually does, again, uphold uh, the very uh, philosophy of the Talmudic concept of Lilith, which is explicitly mentioned. The term Lilith is explicitly mentioned in Isaiah 34, 14. In the New International Version, again, it reads, The wild creatures of the desert shall meet with the jackals, the goat demons shall call them fellow, the Lilith shall also repose there, and find for herself a place of rest. And then another verse, again, another verse in the NIV reads, Desert creatures will meet with hyenas, the wild goats will bleat to each other. Desert night creatures will also repose and find for themselves places of rest. The author goes on. The footnotes to this verse include reference to desert creatures, hyenas, wild goats, sometimes connected with demons, night creatures. Outside the Bible, a related Semitic word refers to a night demon. From the website, Lilith in the Talmud, we learned that Lilith and related topics are covered in these sections of the Babylonian Talmud. Quote, unquote, B. Erubin, 18b, quote, unquote, Rabbi Jeremiah ben Eliezer said, during those years after their expulsion from the garden, in which Adam, the first man, was separated from Eve, he became the father of gold and demons and Lilith. Rabbi Meir said, Adam, the first man, being very pious and finding that he was that he has called death to come into the world, sat fasting for 130 years and separated himself from his wife for 130 years and wore a fig vine for 130 years. His father of evil spirits referred to here came as a result of wet dreams. Oh, get off it. Quote, unquote, that's what he said. Get over it. Section B, a Reuben 100, B refers to Lilith, really long hair, B, Nita, totally refers to Lilith as a demoness with a human appearance, except that she has wings, quote-unquote. B, Shop 151B of the Babylonian Talmud states, quote-unquote, one may not sleep alone in a house, for Lilith takes hold of whoever sleeps alone in the house. B, Baba 73B continues with, quote-unquote, Rabbit Bar Hanan said, I once saw Horman, a son of Lilith, running over the battlements of Mahomet. When the demonic government heard of it, they killed him for showing himself, quote unquote. 
bestiality. The Babylonian Talmud, the author goes on, the Babylonian Talmud, the accepted and converted version, further teaches that Adam committed bestiality. Yivimoth, 63 states that Adam had sexual intercourse with all the animals in the Garden of Eden. That seems to imply that Adam stayed in the Garden and was not expelled after the original sin, and that he was busy committing these acts before the record of events in Genesis and building this thing, that caused both he and Eve to be expelled. Talmud further promotes self-uncleanness to obscene teachings regarding bestiality and sex with children. Yevimoth 59b declares, quote-unquote, a woman who had intercourse with the beast is eligible to marry a Jewish priest. A woman who has sex with a demon is also eligible to marry a Jewish priest. Sanhedrin 55b, as you may marry a three-year-old girl, specifically three years and a day old. Sanhedrin 54b, that you may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. Can't be 11b, when a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is not. Now, if I would just could just interject here at one point and say, you thought this, you thought this was Muhammad. You thought, you thought this was just Muhammad, Islamic stuff. Think again. There's no scripture to support these other old teachings, the author goes on. One can't help but wonder when or if people like Peter Mechus, Jacob Prash, have even Mordecai, and a myriad of other Hebrew religious leaders promoting the study of these sacred books that have eventually veiled these very select teachings to Christians. That warns that we are not to add or to take away from his holy perfect word that we are to become pure in thought and action. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. First John 1, 6, we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. All right. Continuing on here. Maclap and a graph. The author goes on to speak of something known as Maclap and a graph. Andrew Rappaport, in the story of myth from ancient Israel, myths and legends, shows the relationship of Maclap and a graph to Lilith in the Sabbath. Mentioned previously, the she-demon, Maclap, dancer, and her daughters, the graph, are two female demons who live in strife with Lilith. Lilith is accompanied by 480 hosts of evil spirits and destroying angels, and she is constantly howling. Maglath is accompanied by 478 hosts of evil spirits. She and her daughters are graphed from the Zen word Agra, beating, are in constant enmity with Lilith. Quote, unquote. Constant wars waged between them, and they meet on the Day of Atonement. Whilst they are thus engaged in quarrel and strife, Prayers of Israel will send to heaven while the accusers are absent, being otherwise engaged. A graph commands hosts of evil spirits and demons to rise in a big chariot. Her power is paramount on Wednesdays and Saturdays. On these days, a graph, the daughter of my class, rose about in the air, accompanied by 18 myriads of evil spirits. Quote, unquote, Psalm 40, verse 4, declares, Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. In respect to not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. And needless to say, Hebrew roots, and those who teach Hebrew roots doctrine, are such as turn aside to lies. The Midrash, the Wilson creation, the author goes on, 
including the Midrash and the Lilith in creation. Again, the Lilith. Holy of the Babylonian town has to do with the first Eve. The Midrash, noted by many leaders in the Hebrew Roots movement, associates the concept of Lilith with the first Eve. The Midrash, the legends of Genesis. Ravah discusses a first Eve, but does not mention Lilith. According to Rabbi Hia, she returned to dust. Judah, son of Rabbi Hia, states that in the beginning, God created Eve for Adam. But when Adam saw her being made with sinews and blood, he grew disgusted and became alienated from her. Thereupon, God called this first Eve to return to nothingness and proceeded to create a second Eve for Adam. Andrew Rappaport provides the most common version of Lilith, that Lilith became the consort of Adam, and their union started a line of demons. Quote-unquote. She is supposed to have been the first wife of Adam. She had been one of the wives of Simeon, but of a wild, heroic, and passionate nature, she left her spouse and joined Adam. From their union issued the demons or Shadim, who roared about in the world as wicked spirits. Lilith, like Adam, had been created from the dust, a gumma of the earth. But as soon as the other, but as soon as she had joined Adam, they began to quarrel, each refusing to be subservient and submissive to the other. I am your Lord and Master, spoke Adam, and it is your duty to obey me. But Lilith replied, We are both equal, we are both issued from dust, Adam, and I will not be submissive to you. And when Lilith saw this, she spoke the ineffable name of the Creator and soared up into the air. Thereupon Adam stood in prayer before the Creator, and thus he spake, O Lord of the universe, the woman thou hast given me has fled from me. The line drawing at the left of Lilith, there's a drawing here, you can see www.blessedquietness.com, and this line drawing at the left of Lilith is taken from an epigraph found in stone and pottery in ancient Sumer and Babylon. There's another quote here the author lays out. And the Holy One, blessed be his name, said in books, three angels whose names were Simeon and Simeon, to fetch and bring Lilith back to Adam, but she refused to return. And the angels spake to this rebel, this she-demon, we will drown thee in the sea. But she made answer, Know you not that I have been created for the purpose of weakening and punishing little children? Infants and babies. I have power over them from the day they are born until the, they are eight days old, they are born, and until the twentieth day if they are girls. She swore to them in the name of the living God that whenever she came and saw the names, images, of, or faces of these three angels, Sinon, Tessinoi, and Semengal, upon an amulet or cameo in the room where there was an infant, she would not touch it. But because she did not return to Adam every day, a hundred of her own children or spirits and demons die. Mr. Rappaport cites other authors who relate that the myth of will perpetuated the use of incantations, amulets, and chandos for protection against the demon. Quote, unquote, the legend of men and the message of the three angels was found in several sources of rabbinical lore in which it is quoted from the alphabetic Syracidus. Quote, unquote, the book known as the Sephiroth Lithia describes the formula to be written upon amulets or cameos and to be placed in the rooms where there are newborn babes, the first Lilith as the first Eve, and 
conjurers heard in the name of the three angels, and the angel of the sea to whom she had sworn not to harm the babes, and whose rooms she found written on paper the names of the three angels. Lilith is thus a female night demon and is also known under the name of Maelola, or the howling one, quote unquote, Isaiah, 50, or Isaiah 5, verse 20. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Talmud and Kabbalah, Adam the Bisexual. According to author Judy Weinberg, the Talmud, Midrash, and Zohar present Adam as a hermaphrodite or bisexual. Zohar, quote-unquote, Zohar, the central work of Jewish mysticism, develops a theory that Adam originally comprised with male and female elements. This is based on Talmudic and Midrashic statements that Adam, who was the first man, had two full faces. Rabbi Samuel Ben-Nathan said, when the Holy One, blessed be he, created the first man, he created him as a hermaphrodite. Rabbi Levi said the same thing. We'll go ahead and stop there. Next time, we're going to go to part five, chapter five here. Just to give you a little bit of a preview for what's going to be on that. We're going to be getting into Jewish mysticism more, Jewish mysticism of the Kabbalah. We're going to be getting into more, once again, of the history of the Kabbalah, as well as the influence of the Kabbalah. What is Kabbalah? Oral traditions, speculative and practical Kabbalah, of the abundance of the heart. Well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed. Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. All oh, but here it is. But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ. God's Son shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.